Geeks from Storybrook. I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm Elizabeth Placencia. And I'm Tony Hooper. And this is a land where my voice just soars. Had no idea it could. And now I'm singing out. And my, do I sound good. Oh, yeah. We also talk about... ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you guys doing this week? We're so proud of you, Bobby. Oh, God. A hex hex on all your families for making me do that. (laughs) (laughs) I curse you all. Yeah. I'm going to have the Black Black Fairy create a curse. (laughs) <laughs> just for us yes just for making me do that that would be a waste of her time but okay all right anyway uh so what's go- what's going on this guys are uh, with you guys this week how about you liz nothing, nothing. <laughs> uh, okay all right you don't want to talk okay all right that's fine no. how-, how about you tony how are you doing this week my horse is soaring <laughs> okay know? All right, well, if that's the case, why don't you go ahead and hit us up with the uh, rhyming summary for this week's episode. Sure thing, Season 6, Episode 20. Here we are. Snow has made a wish, so everybody sings out loud and strong. What could possibly even go wrong? There is a powerful magic when two hearts combine. But the evil queen has another thing in mind, a curse she plans to enact that is true. Oh, what will the citizens in the Enchanted Forest do? They will sing and dance to their heart's content so that the evil queen's wrath isn't so hell-bent. No evil can pull Emma's loved ones apart. In this week's episode, Song in My Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Why couldn't you just sing the whole rhyme there, Tony? Because I didn't feel like it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm proud of both of you. And now it's it's, it's you know it's your turn now. Come on, I got nothing to say. Get the thing for us. And of course, Elizabeth decided to not. Uh, uh, like somehow, she just found a way to not be able to sing during this episode. But I've been doing much. the rhyme for the past three weeks. It was Tony's no, turn to no. do the rhyme. Okay, this is not my fault. Okay, we'll see. All right, all right. <laughs> All right, let's let's. <laughs> all kidding aside, let's get on to this week's episode. No, you're fine. <laughs> let's get on to this week's episode. Um, song in your heart is that right or my heart? I'm sorry. Song in your heart. The song in your heart. Okay, so uh, everyone's been looking forward to this episode. I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Especially I- me. I don't quite understand the, like, all of a sudden appeal of, like, every show wanting to do some sort of musical. Uh, I mean, we've, we've discussed this on past episodes. You know, there was the weird shows like Cop Rock in the past and whatnot. But as far as, like... Grey's Anatomy seven years ago. Yeah, but but even before Grey's Anatomy, the, what it, it seems to me that the uh, the genesis of in, in modern uh, television of the musical episode is... Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, once more with feeling. Um, I don't know if you have you seen that episode yet. No. Uh, okay. Um, I oh, think no. it's definitely a gold standard to hold musical episodes up to. Um, it's got great songs. It does what a musical needs to, as far as carrying the story along and whatnot. And uh, again, I wish I had a bell to ring here because we definitely, or at least I definitely bring. Buffy <laughs> just about every episode. Yeah, um, just, just if we about. had a penny for every time you brought Buffy up. But, well, hey, there's a lot of creative people on the staff here that had a lot to do with Buffy. So. I'm not dissing Buffy. This, this, I'm is this is true, but I wouldn't say rich. I would say comfortable. <laughs> that being said, um uh so I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and try to compare, you know, one to the other. Um, but like I said, in my mind, that's like kind of the bar is set, you know? Mm-hmm. And so anytime I see any kind of musical episode after that, that's, and, and unfortunately in my mind, that is what I am comparing it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this, well, this, I, I understand how you feel though, because I watched the Grey's Anatomy musical episode in season seven. Now it's on season 13. And I love, that's my favorite episode 13? of Grey's Anatomy ever. 13? Yeah, it's on season 13. 
Holy Christ. I know. Okay, 13 so, years. But, oh, my I know, God. But it was like, when I saw that musical episode for Grey's Anatomy, I loved it. I got all the songs on iTunes. I still listen to those songs to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. how much of an impact they had on me. Mm-hmm. So, I understand the standard you're talking about. All right. Uh, let's get more into the musical aspect of the of the show in just a moment. Uh, because even though there wasn't much there, there was a little bit of story going on here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just talk about that for a moment. Uh, I mean, usually each week I try to break it down into like the A story and the B story and the C story. And I just really don't feel like there was a, a lot of story there to be Clear. able to do that. So, mm-hmm. so basically, um, uh, okay. As far as the musical format goes, I want to say that they did a pretty good job of sticking to the once formula, uh, that the past and the current storylines parallel until they meet in, you know, and some, Something happens in the past, you know, that then uh, lets something happen in the future, you know, so everything meets in the third act. Uh, that's that's a common thing, common trope for the storyline or the uh, the writers to use in an episode of Once Upon a Time. This is um, true. And basically the story really was just like, okay, we're defeating the Black Fairy, but like, didn't we just do... I, I, okay, I'm going to say we... Didn't we just do that last week? Uh, mm-hmm. Now I know we, you know, at the end we find, you know, we did we find out that Rumple didn't kill the Black Fairy, but it just seems like deja vu because it's, you know, with the exception of now, Rumple is in the mix as well. Right. Um, I mean, oh god, it's just so many things that when it comes to saying that you know defeating a person, but I think it's all about taking their plan down one by one, you know, like like one episode at a time, like. One point at a time. You know, the reason why it seems like it's like a broken record, like, oh, we defeated her, kind of, <laughs> you know? No, yeah. Uh, how, how do you feel? I mean, do you think there was any story to be had here, Liz? I don't think that there was much of a story on this week's episode. I think that whatever story that they were trying to convey was merely just to push the songs forward. Well, that's what any and musical it, does. You know, that that's like almost... Well, the, yeah, I know, but but there should be more story development, possibly. I don't know. I just know that the, it was like the music was standing alone to just push the story, but there wasn't much of a story. I don't know if I make any sense right now. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's <laughs> more or less what I'm trying to say is that like with that... Like, we could have had the next episode without this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have had, like, the last five minutes of that curse and everything happening within the last minutes of the last episode and then move on to whatever the curse is going to be and not even have this episode in between. Um, so, unfortunately, I do feel like the episode itself almost, like, just... It was trying to... It was trying to do so much. It was trying to be a great musical episode. It was trying to uh, do a lot in moving Emma forward. Uh, Not not only moving Emma forward, but, like, this episode was almost concluding Emma. Hmm. I mean, well, that's what basically what the uh, musical episode was supposed to be about. Um, Not not just concluding Emma's story, but just bringing everybody's story to the light and what they've, you know, been through. Because from what I read in the article, you know, that was uh, um, kind of explaining what the um, musical episode was supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be about character development, you know, as of what they've been through and how and how they've come out of things. Like, because, you know, we know, we know forever, the evil queen has always wanted, you know, Snow, uh, has always wanted Snow White's heart on a plate. Right. Uh, she's always wanted to defeat Snow White and everything like that from taking her happiness away. But when we figure it out that the song that Charming and Snow had sang, you know, in the past, it's kind of like bringing everything together saying, Hey, this is the biggest thing that we've done. This is the goal that we, that we, that, you know, that we wanted to, sh- to share with you as your parents and, to help you to know that you're not alone in this battle. You know, it's, it's like bringing everything up, you know, together, you know, like bringing in to tie in this last part of the story. This right. Is what I got from it. No, well, obviously I was like, and, and I kind of skipped over it, but I like, uh, I, I like to try to talk about the theme of each episode and mm-hmm. what I definitely got. Uh, and you touched upon it in what you were just saying, Tony, but what I definitely mm-hmm. got from the theme of this week's episode was that uh, believing in yourself and knowing that you're never alone when you have the love of your friends and family in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the song in your heart represents is. And cause like, like that song had to pass through everyone, not just the charmings. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and and, uh, and when I say everyone, I mean Regina. I mean, you know, and the evil queen, Regina. You know, like, you know, that song had to pass through everyone before it could be passed to Emma to mm-hmm. to truly have the power that it had. Um, I mean, obviously, it didn't have Henry's voice. Um, you, and you know, that we, was, had, we had a little bit of Henry's voice. I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing, but... He had a little small part in it, though. No, but I'm talking about the actual power that mm-hmm. Emma had in her heart as far as that song goes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, it was the dwarfs, it was Granny, it was the Charmings, it was Regina, it was uh, Geppetto and Pinocchio. And it was so great mm-hmm. to have all those people back. Um, Sydney, too. That was gonna. Mm-hmm. That was exactly going to be my next point. I could not believe they got Giancarlo Esposito back for even... I mean, he... he could, he he made him even FaceTime that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know what? That's that's what it seems like. You know, that would have like, been the greatest reference. But, but that, doesn't, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It was it was so good to see him there. I mean, it 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 certainly wasn't great to only have all of that for just a brief moment, but it was really cool to see a lot of people there. Uh, I wish there could have been more people there. Um, it was uh, okay. It was so awesome to see grumpy being like the harbinger of doom, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. being the one that's like, uh, um, the curse. Yeah, is here. Yeah, yeah. He's always the one that's like, Oh no, Godzilla. Right? <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. so fun. You can't get through a curse without grumpy shouting it out. Exactly. Um, that, the curse is never the same without him being there. The curse is here! Oh, right. Thanks. You know, as we can just see the, <laughs> the, the smoke oncoming, like, thanks, Grumpy. You know, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, okay. So, I mean, there are definitely quite a few things that they they did right. Um, I, I definitely liked the happy beginning feel at the end of like I said before that this was just kind of concluding and not not necessarily even concluding um but definitely bringing an end to a chapter let's mm-hmm. say which is what they've been saying all along mm-hmm. um I feel, I feel so emotional because I just I don't want Emma's story to end and I it makes me really sad and I'm holding back tears right now. I really am because I I'm so emotionally invested in every show I watch, and this mm-hmm. show is no exception. Mm-hmm. And I just I love the characters so much. To so to think that Emma's story is not going to progress anymore it makes me really sad. Well, definitely. I I totally understand. I mean, TV is is definitely a unique medium that um you're uh invited into these people's lives every week. You know you. You definitely feel, you know, when you're with them for seven, eight years of however long the the case may be in stories. You're talking about Grey's Anatomy, 13 years. I mean, yeah, I mean, there is definitely uh, a bond that you form. Uh, Definitely. Especially when it comes to characters, you know, leaving, either being written out or dying. Killed out. Yeah. Right. Well, especially, (laughs) especially also in today's media you know the today's uh the way media is handled today you know there's so much interactivity between uh fan pages uh what we're doing right here with our podcast and twitter and whatnot um Mm -hmm. so yeah i I definitely understand uh and and there's not really i mean there's not too many shows that you can point to that have successfully been able to uh move on uh, when ending the story of the main character or characters. So mm-hmm. it will definitely be interesting to say the least what, what will happen going forward. Definitely. Um, so we discussed about what they did right as far as the story goes. Uh, well, uh, uh, and I guess I kind of already touched upon what they did wrong. You know, like uh, I, I kind of feel like we were just doing deja vu with the black fairy. Uh, mm-hmm. Why is Rumple doing this? They still really didn't even touch upon that. Uh, like, I mean, it, it can't just be because he misses his mommy. I mean, it has to be, he's always got something going on in the background. Maybe I'm hoping I'm, I'm, I really am, or I really was hoping honestly until this episode that he had some form, you know, he had another, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Some he, other. Yeah. He had another plan, you know, something. Plan, up yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that's always been one person that's always has his own agenda. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be on screen or off screen, you know, there's he like he always has just his own, you know, plan for his own survival and making sure that he lands out 
unscathed, if it, if it, if it, if even. Um, did you have anything, uh, either of you, to add about the story? Um, yeah. Liz, did you have anything? Um, I'm ready to talk about the song. Yeah, okay. So I, I just, I do have one question, but we'll just save that to the end. Like, because I, I do have the one spot where it's just like, and so our, what are the questions we're left with? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're just going to head right on to the songs. Um, okay, you said there were eight songs in this, right? Yeah. So, and that's quite a bit to add to uh, pack into 43 uh, minutes or 42 minutes, whatever, you know, however long the episode was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, each song more than likely is at least two to three minutes. I mean, that's quite a bit of time that you're devoting to music. Uh, so it definitely understand why there wasn't too much story to be had. Um, as far as the music goes, do you think it did a as, uh, calling it a musical, do you think it did a good job of moving the story along? You know, each music, uh, piece gave like character development and moved the story along or? I think so. I think so. I, I, I just was more surprised than how well they all sang. I thought Charming's voice, he surprised me the most. Yes, that, yeah. Well, from and what I, I understand... Really, I think he kind of sounds like Hugh Jackman a little bit. <laughs> from what I understand, he does have, like, a stage, like, a musical stage background somewhat. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that I could be mistaken, but I do believe I read that somewhere. Um, I was most surprised, honestly, by Jennifer Morrison. I thought her song was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very appropriate for her story. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay, so we're just going to go ahead and break them down one by one. Uh, okay. let's hopefully you guys will be able to hear this. I'm going to play, see if I can play some snippets from, uh, from Google play. Uh, you know, obviously we can't sit there and play the whole, whole song for uh, numerous reasons. Copyright. <laughs> but, we'll get sued. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> but okay. So let's, let's start this off. Uh, let's see. Song one was, uh, powerful magic from uh, Jennifer Goodwin and Josh Dallas. Potions or beans And the unhappy ending Let that be the queens With our daughters They that stay Seems we found a lucky break Now let our song Show the powerful magic We can make So yeah, that is Powerful Magic uh, by, uh, by Sang by Jennifer Goodwin And Josh Dallas. Uh, so what did you guys think of this, the first song? Um, Elizabeth. It was definitely a, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I, is your name Elizabeth? Uh, you know what? You know, when I first started with the bird, I was like, okay, well, the bird is appropriate because it's very, very Disney. But then when she first started singing, I was like, okay, I'm a little nervous. Is this going to be good? And she mm-hmm. sounded great. And then Josh Dallas walks in the room and he's like all powerful and he knows he's all proud of his singing. He's like, it was so funny. He was funny. No, and yeah. I just, I liked that first song. The first song was good. I, I liked it. It wasn't, I didn't think it was corny. I really was expecting it to be corny and it wasn't. I think this was definitely the corniest of the songs, honestly, in my opinion. I'm not going to say necessarily, like, I definitely was more impressed than unimpressed than I was by most of the, of the songs in the episode. I'll put it that way. Um, the, of course, start as soon as we start out the episode, or not start out the episode, as soon as we start out the singing part of the episodes at the very least, uh, the first thing we get is a, a, a bluebird singing in the window. Uh, to Snow White. So like, it was like, like, if, if, if there was any moment in this show where they could be like, you know, like, oh, we weren't necessarily like, that was like the Disney, 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 like that, no mistaking that was Disney. Nope. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, 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 Jennifer Goodwin, uh, I believe I've heard, heard her sing before, so I wasn't as surprised. And like I've, like I said, I, I had heard that, that Josh Dallas had some background. 
But, um, do we know who wrote these songs? Did we even look into that? Or no? I know who I, I I looked up who wrote the episode, but not the songs. Okay. I know I heard who wrote the songs, but I can't remember the name now. All right, well, I'm gonna let you look up that for just a moment while I t- uh, go ahead and see if I can right. play the next uh, song to uh, Lana Priya, "The Queen Sings." Now everything has changed. Oh, great, you're singing too. This whole thing is deranged. A spell as strong as this won't be easy to defeat. Your curse might not succeed with your kingdom singing songs so sweet. It's time to work, let's go. Not a thing to make me bristle. With a high, high, high and a ho, 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 I'll mind that mine and whistle. How much do you think they paid those guys to just come in and sing like two lines of a song? Get, <laughs> come into costumes, you know, like spend an hour or two to get into costume. Uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, tape you singing two lines of a song. So that'll take about maybe an hour or two of your time. So we're talking about like half a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, thanks for coming in. Thanks for yeah. Staying. Bye. But but it was really cool. I mean, did they get all the dwarves? Uh, I think I think they have. I don't think Dopey was there. Yeah, like um, they are. I feel like I saw Dopey. I could be wrong. I don't think I saw him. I can't figure out who wrote the. I know songs. Okay, we'll we'll touch on that again in a moment. Uh, what did you think of the medley of the townspeople? Loved it. Me too. Loved it. Just like no Granny. I was surprised about Granny. No one's favorite song. It sounds like though. For what the um, song of Just the townspeople? Regina's yeah. song. Regina's song no, with the townspeople. This people? is Regina's song here. Love doesn't stand a chance. So. Charmings think their love is strong enough to defeat me. <laughs> well, there's one thing they don't know. Mirror, mirror could not be clearer. That love is a waste of time. I'm here to tell you with love's magic spell, you cannot match the power of mine. Once I loved and once I learned, love is weakness of a Um, my mom my mom was the first to say I don't like her voice. <laughs> okay, so okay, so let's just break that down for just a moment. For so we've heard quite a few people sing already just now out of the four tracks or three tracks I've played. Who is your least favorite? We'll we'll go that way starting right now. Who is your least favorite as far as singing goes? That's hard for me to pick. Well, it, it almost sounded like you were going to go with Lana Perea. You said that your mom was the first person to say that. Did you agree that's, with her? But that's her opinion. Well, <laughs> that's what I was just asking. Did you agree with her? Uh, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I I like this song. It made sense for her character, but it was just the dancing, and it didn't work. I guess it didn't work for me, I guess. Okay, here, let me just talk for a moment about the dancing. Did anyone catch the little moment where she, like, walks into Geppetto's workshop, and she, like, shoves her chest into Pinocchio's face? Yes. What was up with that? Like, like I was watching that, and like I literally was like, "Well, that was weird." That was weird and inappropriate. All right. I mean, they they couldn't have not noticed that. Like, I really thought it was kind of entertaining the way it looks. Okay, so that wasn't just me, though, then. No. No. You shoved her chest in that 10-year-old kid's face. (laughs) All right. Hey, hey, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. All right. Um, Let's move on to uh, track four, which, uh, no spoilers, but this was honestly one of my favorite tracks of the show, uh, which is Hook singing uh, Revenge is going to be mine. Singing yo-ho, you can bake, read, and wine, but yo-ho, you are wasting your time. 
time that crock of mine wanna tear out a spine revenge 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 is gonna be mine revenge 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 is gonna be mine i i like that song i i, I loved it uh it it's very much like when it started out it very much sounded like a queen song to me for some reason well definitely i mean like i don't think it really was one of my favorites but i did enjoy it uh, i mean that that i mean it's even especially after even just hearing it just then again mm-hmm. I mean, that may be one of my favorite tracks like i may go buy the album now uh it's only- 99 on iTunes. It's yeah, really- no, I'm looking at it on Google Play myself. I don't, I don't do the Apple, but, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but if you uh, have, like, if you have Spotify, it is also available on there too as well. How much? Uh, four letters. F R E E. I don't have Spotify. Well, I, like I have. Well, now that definitely. you mentioned that, I have a Google Play account, so I could probably listen to it for free too. I just wouldn't own it. Whatever. I'm sure I can get on YouTube for free. Right, 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 right. Everything's free nowadays. But I don't see, I don't like, you didn't hear that. I don't like to do that. I like to try to pay the people who made the content. Definitely. I'll get it on iTunes. I will I will say that sometimes you do have to torrent things that if, if you can't find it by any other means and you want to access it, how else are you going to do it? But you didn't hear that from me. I don't know what if... Uh, anyway, moving on. Now we're moving off into tangents. Uh, so yeah, I, um, Colin Donahue doesn't he have his own band? Yeah, yes, he does. Yeah, uh, didn't he have some? He played something recently too, didn't he? Like some sort of charity thing or something or no? Oh, I don't know. Is that I am not completely sure of, but I wouldn't go past. I could be wrong, but anyway. Uh, yeah, it, it obviously shows. Uh, I thought he did a great job with the track, and like I said, it, it it possibly is at least one of my favorites, if not my favorite, of the uh, of the eight tracks of the episode. He's just um, beautiful. But of course, uh, another of my favorite characters, at the very least, is uh, Zelina Rebecca Mater singing uh, "Wicked Always Wins." That was actually one of my favorites. Evil may be powerful, the wicked. Mum could see me now, she would ache with regret. Cause she witnessed all the glory wickedness gets. She went and made Regina Queen and my blood boil. Alright, so that's uh, Rebecca Mater with Wicked Always Wins. She um, has a gorgeous voice. Gorgeous. Yes, I, I, really, do, I, I definitely think she was uh, did a great job. Um what's the difference between wicked and evil? Mm, well, being being, that. Uh, being evil is one thing. Like you know, being it's just like uh, <laughs> okay. I'll say okay. Right. So basically, being evil is one thing, but being wicked is just terrible. I mean, you know, e- like evil. You could be evil with me uh, doing like just not nice things or things like that, but you're wicked. Like you know. It's a totally different level, in my opinion. I mean, you know. So, do you think? Okay, so it almost sounds like you're almost saying that evil—you're evil for a purpose, whereas wicked—you're just mean, just to be mean. You're mean just to be mean. You know, you're doing terrible things. You know, it's—it's just like evil is level. It's it's like level one. Wicked is like just way beyond. Basically, I, basically the reason I bring it up and ask that is, and and it kind of just came to my mind as as that track played. Mm-hmm. But like, what's the difference between Zelina and Regina? It's not like Zelina. One has, has red hair. One has black hair. I understand. <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, you know, what makes one wicked and one evil? Because I really just don't see it. I don't see anything that really distinguishes one from the other. Um, I don't know. And I guess it really doesn't matter. It's just wordplay. I mean... uh, They've they've done their, you know, their share of... uh, Their fair share of what? I'm sorry? And uh, um, their actions have always... uh, had a different impact on people, I guess, is that, that you can kind of say. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. I just, it's just like, okay, if you, if, if Corella were to say I'm wicked and you're evil, 
then then I could see the the difference and 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 see what you're saying. But mm-hmm. I just don't for with Regina and Zelina, there's so two sides, not even two sides of the same coin. I mean, they're the side of the same coin. I mean, they're, they're, it's like a, it's like one of those old coins that have tails on both sides, so you never lose. I mean, it's it's like literally, you know, like, you know, they have a reason for what they do and why they did what they've done, and you know what I'm saying. So, um, mm-hmm. that's again, this is just another tangent. Uh, we're talking <laughs> about the songs here. Um, where does this fall on your scale of songs? Is it like either of your favorites or least favorite? Yeah. Songs? I would say it's right under hook. Definitely okay, my good. favorite. It'll be my. It'll be my. Um, it'll be my number three for favorite. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, three. So, have we heard your favorite already? Actually, yeah, you've heard two of my favorites. Oh, well, it's what? hard to choose. Okay, well let's let's go ahead and go through the tracks, and then we'll we'll each try to pick a top three. Um, but moving on, we're going to go with uh, Charmings versus Evil Queen. Uh, obviously, Jennifer Goodwin, Josh Dallas, and uh, Lana Priya. It's a powerful magic when two hearts are one. A powerful magic bright as the sun. Goodness will triumph and evil's undone when you dare to heed love's call. Because love is the most powerful magic of all. I liked how it took both of their tracks from before and combined them into a new track. Um, mm-hmm. It was almost like a like a dance and song battle between the two, two of them. Well, I mean, yeah. almost. I mean, it was literally a song and dance battle between yeah. the two of them. This Definitely. was my least favorite scene. I mean, this was my, yeah, this is my least favorite scene of the episode. I thought this scene was corny. This was the only scene I thought was corny because it was just like, it looked weird to me. It was just, it was, no, I couldn't do it. That was was when I was a little uncomfortable watching it. Okay, when you say looked weird, uh, explain, elaborate. Because they're put, like, Lana Priya's doing her sexy dance, and and, and the Charmings are, like, trying to sing in her face, and she's like, oh, my God, are are they really singing in my face? Like, she had that look on her face, you know? Right. And it was just, it just didn't work for me. It it just, I just thought it was really corny. I'm sorry. I mean, like the the, the uh, whole the, like the whole episode as a whole was you know really cringy to me to be you know to begin with, but I did enjoy it. But when that part did also come up, I did kind of kind of feel like just the, the slightest the, the slightest small thing of cringe worthy. <laughs> it was very like kind of like ah, uh, it's kind of weird, at, you know, at first. But you know, they both had their valid parts, I guess that you could say. <laughs> All right, uh, so. Let's move on to uh, what should be uh, like one of the most powerful uh, uh, songs from the episode, Emma's Theme, obviously sung by Jennifer Morrison. Mm-hmm. And this is like the song that kind of like brought the character, like, you know, this was supposed to be like the most powerful thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, this, and, and it almost kind of is, you know, is a drawback for having, for going into the song, knowing that because like, whoever sings this song has to be powerful and has to be able to deliver it because Mm -hmm. this song is the song in her heart and it's the song that defeats the black fairy. So uh, let's listen for a moment and decide what we think of uh, Jennifer Morrison's theme. And Emma's theme. What do you guys think? Was it worth, was it, uh, did it live up to what it needed to live up to? I think it did. I thought it was raw, emotional, and beautiful. Definitely. Okay. It definitely showed her uh, vulnerable side, if you will. Yes. I, like I said to begin with, um, when we, at the beginning of this discussion, when we were talking about voices and who we were surprised by and whatnot, um, I was definitely most surprised by Jennifer Morrison's voice. And that's not to say that. I thought that she was going to sing bad. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not a common trait nowadays for actors to be able to carry, you know, 
uh, a musical number, uh, especially, like I said, one that's, you know, has to live up to a certain, uh, you know, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. But, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot that this song had to do. Like I said, this was almost like, you know, like the most powerful weapon of the series, period. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, it was basically the theme, you know, that he, even though she grew up as an orphan, she was never alone. Uh, she always had the love of, you know, even though even though she didn't remember even having them in her life, uh, you know, she had the love of everyone who cared about her in her heart. Definitely. And, and that gave her the power to persevere. Um, even though she didn't realize it, you know, she had the power inside of her all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, you know, those usual things. Right, 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 right. right. Trope, trope, trope. All right. Um, heartstring pool, heartstring pool. And then, of course, we had the big closing number, uh, with, uh, almost everyone in town and a bunch of people who we've never seen before. <laughs> um, them extras. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, with uh, a happy beginning. Used to think that's what I wanted. I think that was Jared's voice. That was the one Henry. Yes, the one. That was the one Henry moment. moment where you were like, "Oh no, I think Henry had a moment." So yeah, that was right. Him. Oh wait, Henry <laughs> had five seconds. Yay! <laughs> All right. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I think this was just kind of a closing number, a cheery. You know, like everyone get together. You know, uh, what do you guys think of this song? I thought it was a beautiful song. I thought it tied it up. Lovely at the end. Mm-hmm. Definitely a time, uh, a time for the episode to bring everybody up to speed. I definitely, like I said before, uh, I, I, um, I don't know that I've ever actually heard that particular concept of just a happy beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely has a, a, a great sentiment behind it. And, uh, you know, obviously that's what they're hoping for going forward <laughs> with the series, uh, mm-hmm. in series seven. Um, or season seven. Uh, I don't live overseas. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, go well, ahead. I gotta get going. I'm so sorry to be doing this. I've never done this before, but I need to go. No, um, you're fine, Elizabeth. But um, I loved this episode. It was everything I had been looking forward to. And um, if I had to rate it on a scale of 10, just to, mm-hmm. you know, I would rate it a nine for sure. So okay. that's okay. how much I loved it. And um, I will talk to you guys next week. All right. I'm sorry night. we couldn't get to you before the scale and everything, but we will talk to you next week, Liz. See Bye. 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 All right, Tony. Just just us guys apparently tonight for the, for the remainder. Uh, there are... Uh, at least we were able to get through all the songs. I will put, I uh, will say that. And, uh, let's see what we have left in show notes. Uh, you may have to bear with me for just a moment because I had a different screen up. All right. So we've gone through all of the songs. We've hit on the story. Um, all right. So what did you think overall of the episode as a whole? Um, uh, as, as a whole, as the musical goes, as far as how it, you know, went with the story, everything, you know, we've, we've, We've broken this thing apart. We've sliced it open with a scalpel and sewn it back together. So let's try to figure out what we thought of it. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I I really enjoyed the episode. You know, there were moments when I was just a little bit cringy and, and thought it was a little bit cheesy. But, I mean, what isn't a little cringe and what isn't a little cheesy without it being a musical episode? You know? This is very true. And this is what I touched upon last week, that it's either going to be good cheese or bad cheese. And so I yeah. guess that's kind of where we have what we have to decide. Exactly. I think it's in the middle, really. Mm-hmm. Like not too bad, not you know, not too good. Just I mean, just just it was just a very good episode to enjoy them with their singing talents, you know, to listen to their singing talents. Okay, so I feel like we've touched a lot on what this episode did did well. If yeah. you could point out two, let's let's see if you could point out two flaws that you felt that they could have done different. Okay. Well, I mean, like, to uh, um, as of pointing out what they could have done differently, maybe they could have had, um, e- like, equal part um, singing with equal part, you know, 
with um, with uh, talking more, you know, to to um, you know, exploring more more people who were affected by the uh, scene spell, if you will, um, and also involve more more, um, more people that they that they could have had, you know, like where was Bell there? Um, you yeah, know, they could, uh, especially with it being in the past, they could have had her sing something. I guess exactly. I could see what you're saying, yeah, exactly. I mean, like there were there were a lot of opportunities in. Um, in actually the uh, movie Beauty and the Beast, where she mm-hmm. sung plenty of times, they could have had her sing a, a, a couple of numbers, well, not a couple of numbers, but you know, a number from from there, or just something that they would have written for the show. That would have been great for for her to actually sing as well too, because she's not just a reoccurring character; she's just as an important, you know, ser- uh, a, a season regular as a, a as a everybody else is. No, definitely. Belle is definitely, I mean, especially in these past few episodes where Rumpel has even referred to her specifically, period, as family. I mean, she is part of this big extended family. Um, that includes Emma and Henry and the Charmings and everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I don't disagree with you. It would have been great to see a few more of our regulars sing. It would have been great to see, seeing as they had so many people come back for just a, a, a line or two. I, I was so blown away to see Sydney Glass there. I really did not see that coming, honestly. I I did not see that coming either. I was actually very sorry. (laughs) I was wondering what that was. I was actually like, oh my god. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It it looks like I have to split because the uh (laughs) the wicked witch is trying to get me, but right. Anyway, um I I mean I was really blown away at, at kind of froze at, there um, for a moment. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, am, um, am I back? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was very excited also to see him though. I mean, his performance did actually blow me away because I wasn't expecting for them to actually come back, you know, t- to the past so far and let a few other people who haven't been on the show in a while actually sing. And see, here's the thing though, that like we're both saying how how great it would have been to have. Bell sing and how great it would have been to maybe even have Red come back for a few notes like everyone else did. Um, exactly. But we only have 42, 43, whatever, however many, you know, tops, maybe 44 minutes in this episode mm-hmm. to, you know, do what you need to do. And they've already put eight songs in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, Definitely. even, I mean, that's probably over half the song or half the episode rather songs. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't added up all the times from the, uh, uh, the track list that I have here, mm-hmm. but um, a good majority, uh, um, if not half, you know, at least say two fifths or something along those lines, you know, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> anytime you have such a, such a, a limited amount of time and you're mm-hmm. trying to fit in so much, you know, mm-hmm. of course you're, of course there's going to be people that say, what about this? And what about that? Or it would have been great if this or that, mm-hmm. um, but judging it by just how it is, um, and we haven't even come up with an arbitrary scale. So, uh, mm-hmm. arbitrary scale will be, um, oh, uh, 437, uh, uh, specks of black fairy dust. Oh God, that is a lot <laughs> of fairy dust. Well, there was a lot of fairy dust where, whatever, it was like a globe or something they saw up there. And she was reading it like she was like CSI, like look, like she was like a computer hacker. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, left, uh, it's about to, it's, it's going to go off at six. It's tied to the, right. it, it, let's not even get into all that. Um, you get all that from a simple hand wave. Yeah. Um, um, so anyway. Out of 437, I believe I said specks of black fairy dust. Um, mm-hmm. Judging it for what's there instead of what's not there, um, mm-hmm. I really did feel it did a pretty decent job of doing what it needed to do mm-hmm. as far as being a musical episode and flowing along with the story and giving everyone a chance to shine uh, for at least as much as they could. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, it would have been great to see Henry or Bell sing, but unfortunately we only have so much time. And so I'm going to give it 415. Yeah, 415. Wow. Um, I, I really did like this episode. Um, I, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would, especially going in. Uh, the, the first, to be, to be honest with you, the first song I really wasn't a fan of. 
And mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of Evil Queens either, which which uh, dep- uh, not depressed me, but uh, you know I was real disappointed. Me, I was really looking forward to to liking you know Lana Perea being one of my favorite actors and Regina characters on the show now. Um, so I was kind of that was one of the ones I was looking most forward to, and I was kind of let down to be honest with you. But um, I, my favorite track was probably Colin O'Donohue uh, uh, with uh, Revenge is Mine mm-hmm. uh, or Gonna Be Mine or whatever. The, I, I really, really liked that that song. Um, and then, uh, oh, what was the... Uh, Zelina's would probably be my second. Okay, um, definitely. Okay. But, but again, like we mentioned, and I, I do think that uh, Jennifer Morrison was my biggest surprise... And I thought she did an excellent job of delivering, like I said, what is like supposed to be like the most powerful uh, mm-hmm. weapon of the show, you know? Definitely, definitely. So, uh, what was it I said out of four thirty-seven? What What are you going to give this episode? Uh, actually, funny story. My number was actually going to be four fifteen as well. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. Go figure, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, um, no, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Oh, 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 what I was gonna say, my favorite tracks of the uh, actual musical were gonna be um, uh, uh, a you know, a powerful magic was actually one of my favorites. Uh, oh, wow. I, have, I have, I have three. Um, the um, powerful magic, uh, the queen sings, which uh-huh. is you know her, her song. I love that performance. That just spelled out Broadway all the way. Like, just, you know, I think, I think most of, you know, this whole, this whole episode gave me a Broadway feeling, you know, um, you know, like big, powerful, like songs that, you know, that were delivered out in, um, in a chronological way. I really enjoyed it. And I also, um, sing, sing is how the Wicked Witch of the West is my favorite, um, character. Um, I definitely enjoyed Selena's performance with Wicked um, Always Wins. Those were my top three favorite tracks of, of the whole musical, and of course, you know, with um, uh, with uh, Jennifer Morrison with her performance, I really also was surprised by her performance as well. You know, I'm pretty sure that everybody was going to be great before I saw the episode, mm-hmm. but you know, I was really expecting um, expecting to be surprised with with um, some of the cast members, and I was, which was uh, like, which is a great thing. Right, and and I, I hate. Okay, let me just preface that by saying it's not like we're sitting here saying like we thought everyone was gonna suck because they don't. Right, sing, yeah, you know, right. that, that was not uh, yeah. the case at all. Yeah, I'm not trying to be like like one of those backhanded compliments where like you know, uh, like oh, uh, the outfit makes you look. Uh, you actually look good today. What you know? What right. you, you know? What I'm saying? You know, like, I don't what know, did just, you do differently that you didn't yeah. do last week? Yeah, you know, you know. like that is not the case at all. Like I really enjoyed the. <laughs> episode like as a whole because i was very excited for it but i just have you know a few tracks that i like better than most yes i I, I, like i said for a musical i thought it did great the only reason that brings it down to 415 for me is that i kind of feel like as far as a story it didn't really push things along um but i certainly enjoyed the theme of uh just even when you're alone or even think you're alone, you still, you know, you're still not. Yeah. And, and, have, the love, have the love of those who care for you in your heart. I thought that was a beautiful yeah. sentiment and the happy beginning. I really, really, that was probably one of my favorite like messages, I guess of the, you know, just of like, it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a happy ending, you know, definitely. Yeah. I, you know, it could be and, a beginning oh like if you think about it ending is such like a derogatory term anyway exactly like happy beginning is is so much yeah i I just really really enjoyed that sentiment um okay so that's it for this week's story let's uh and arbitrary scale let's move on to this week's uh news all right sounds like i'm just stuttering um, all right, so uh, looks like Once Upon a Time's musical wedding episode drew uh, 2.84 million total viewers and a 0.8 demo rating, uh, dropping, unfortunately, 6% and a tenth uh, from week to week. Uh, that being said, I have heard that the, uh, there, I have been reading many stories anyway, at the very least, 
that have been sure. saying that the next season is uh, is somewhat of a lock. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, did you have a news article you wanted to mention, Tony? Yes, I did, actually. Um, and it does come as a shock. But if you have been paying attention to the um, to the uh, podcast's Facebook page, um, our, our very own uh, Bill Meeks had actually posted a comment that there was um, surprise, just a little bit of a spoiler, if you guys didn't know, but uh, Jennifer Morrison looks to be leaving the series after season six's uh, ending. Um, I did, however, do I, I do, however, have a uh, link toward the uh, um, the uh, article that I did read from and to sum it up is that she is leaving the show afterwards, even though she is one of the very core people, uh, the uh, core cast members of the show, you know, with I think being, the core cast member of the show. Yeah, I mean, the, the core cast member of the show, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Because, th- because her story was, you know, was being about, you know, revolved around everybody else, you know, like everybody else had their story, but in the end, this was, her chapter and 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 uh, accepting who she is and what she's capable of, where 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 she came from, who she came from, and you know, with her story ending up like this, I mean, I could say definitely, well, hey, it's a well-deserved exit. But then again, season seven could you know bring out more things for your character as of coming into um being you know a marriage, uh, coming into adult. You know more of the adulthood and possibly motherhood as well. Had you stayed, because it wouldn't make sense. I mean, to me, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of makes me just a little bit sad and a little bit disappointed that she would be leaving after she got married, and then for the fact that Hook is actually in the show or or isn't, you know, at least in negotiations with staying in on the show and everything, because then it kind of makes you think. Like I kind of, as far as I, I started kind of mentioning that. I don't remember if it was before or we started recording or not. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as that is concerned, I really think that now that Jennifer Morrison has decided, I believe she said that she may return for like an episode or two. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, it'll go one of two ways: either either Colin O'Donohue will stay on, and it'll be because something has happened to Emma, and that's why she's not on the show because she's been taken away to another land or frozen in time or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whatever Um, the situation is. Right. Uh, But I really don't think I see them keeping Colin O'Donoghue on without Emma Morrison. I really don't. Without um, Emma Morrison? Uh, Jennifer (laughs) Morrison. Yes. Oh man, I am so sorry. I am so sorry, Jennifer Morrison. It's been a long day. Yeah, but you shouldn't. I, you shouldn't have to deal with that. I am so sorry. I definitely agree. Um, with, you know, with you on that. You know, with just getting married, it's like right. wait a minute, you just got married. But I could see, I could see a scenario where Hook somehow, like, okay, like Emma gets sucked into a portal, and then mm-hmm. Hook dives in the portal after her. But then mm-hmm. instead of arriving with her in wherever she ends up, he ends up in, say, New York in seven years, uh, where he meets the two people like we've, like they've talked about that we've already said will probably be, uh, at the very, the very least Henry. And I'm, I'm guessing mm-hmm. the little girl would be Robin. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that would be great because, you know, as of revolving, you know, not revolving, but evolving the show. <clears throat> And actually speeding up time, maybe just maybe they'll also show um, little Neil as well. And, you know, maybe he's grown up. Maybe he's um, Robin's age or well, you know, because he is older than her, in fact. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to say because, like, okay, if Emma gets sucked into a portal, then what do the Charmings do? Do the Charmings just go back to the Enchanted Forest with Neil? Do they stick around? There's a yeah. lot of what ifs in that whole scenario there, you know? Definitely. Um, and, and, and also... Um, they when uh they were you know asked about about um about totally leaving the show um they were saying that well they're not going to actually be gone gone they're you know they're going to be coming back you know every once in a while to you know if they need them for a scene or something like that main, you know? they'll keep main characters to like come back for a, a story or two you know like a uh, scene or you know whatever you know, I mean it's not like you said it's they'll be recurring characters instead of regular characters exactly but, but I mean they said the same thing about uh Calissa Flockhart playing Cat Grant on Super on uh Supergirl 
and mm-hmm. she came back for like all of one episode, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, but we did, uh, this got posted in our Facebook, uh, group and, uh, there was a comment from, uh, Rochelle White who said, I think they gave her character an amazing story that has come to an end at some point or a new beginning. Hopefully they will bring one of the other characters to the forefront. Maybe Regina, hopefully. Hmm. Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, underneath that, there's uh, Bud. You froze, Bobby. So, uh, <laughs> but froze. I kind of feel. Oh, I froze. Yeah, just for a split second. Uh, oh, I was saying that uh, Bud Vander says there was, you know, like he's just spoilers, uh, exclamation point. So uh, <laughs> apparently, he was not happy that he was privy to that information beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of feel like the writing's been on the wall, in all honesty, as far as that's concerned. So, uh, and and this is being reported by a major news publication, uh, or at least entertainment news publication, anyway. So I, I really feel like the spoiler uh, um, classification is a little iffy there, to be honest with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. I mean, so it could have different things happening. So who knows? Yeah, but I just, I mean, as far as like them saying she's leaving, I think we all kind of saw that writing on the wall, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. And then there was, I believe, oh, yes, I do. I remember now. There is one other comment that, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Liz le- left before we were able to share this comment. Um, when we recorded last week, we had, uh, I don't know, like a week or so in between where we uh, weren't able to record because we had lost an episode. And mm-hmm. uh, so, let's see, someone left us a brief, uh, where is it? I'm sorry. Here we go. Someone left us a message on our, on our uh, last YouTube video. This is from Cliff Huxtable. I'm sure that's not his real name. No. Uh, oh, my God. Oh my gosh, I've waited so long for for your reviews. I still have the habit of waiting for an episode of Greetings from Storybrooke after I watch Once Upon a Time because I've been listening for so many years. I love your reviews and I still watch every week. Uh, you froze, Bobby. Uh, where did I freeze now? Okay. Um, <laughs> did I at least get the email out there? Or the, yes, okay. for the uh, comment. Yeah, okay, so... I just want to say thank you, Cliff Huxtable, for leaving that comment. Um, it does it, it does mean a lot to us, even Bro, even if it's just Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> why do they want to? It's like it's like so. There's some weird uh, some weird Google thing for like whenever you say Cosby's name, <laughs> we're gonna freeze you. You're you're <laughs> like, like every time you mention the last name Cosby. Or, anyway, or um, but anyway, thank thank you, Cliff. Hey, thank um, you, Cliff. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, in all uh, seriously, though, you uh, it means a lot when people reach out and let us know that they're listening and uh, you know that they enjoy that the content that we put out each week. Um, you know, sometimes it's—I'll be honest with you—sometimes I wonder myself uh, how well we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, we don't really have a huge live presence, and uh, we haven't really been getting a whole lot of uh, feedback. In all honesty, so it's it's. Re- it's really great when we finally do, do get some feedback. It definitely. So um, thank you, Cliff. Right. And that's yeah. not me. That's not me trying to like be like begging for feedback, but you right. Know, you know, it's hey, just great. It's just great to know that you're that we're doing a good job. Leave us some feedback. Yeah, <laughs> just leave us some feedback. Come like, on, just 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 a little. Just a minute. You just gotta write a few sentences. Or come on, no, please, please. Okay, seriously. Please. All right. In all seriousness, uh, if you do want to reach us, or you know, we got one episode left as far as the season goes. Um, I'm sure we'll obviously we'll be doing a, a review for next week. I have a feeling we may be doing some sort of retrospective. Uh, of the season as a whole, you know, um, where it goes from there, guys, I don't know. That's, that's up in the air at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. let us know how you felt about this episode, how you feel about the news of everything changing up and more than likely moving on, uh, to a new story. Just any, anything you want to let us know, (laughs) leave us some feedback. Uh, let's see. You can always hit, uh, send us a voicemail at greedy from, Greetings from Storybrook. Okay, there we go. Started stripping over my words. Greetings, yeah. from, greetings from Storybrook at gmail.com. You can uh, um, send us a tweet at uh, GF Storybrook. Uh, Facebook, of course, is uh, facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. That's like one of our 
probably most active places to, to, uh, hit us up. There's a great community there. Um, a group that's been there for years. I mean, that's where I met Tony. That's where I met Liz, uh, through the podcast and through the Facebook group. And then of course you can always, always, uh, uh, call us on our voicemail at 424-274-2352. That's 424-274-2352. Uh, Tony, how can, if they want to reach you individually, how can they reach you? You guys can reach me on Twitter at hoops900. That is my Twitter name. And then, of course, uh, I am, uh, what is my name again? Oh, yeah. My name is <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, on Twitter. Okay, God. Train of thought, Bobby. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at inevitablehawk, H-A-W-K-E. And then, of course, uh, Facebook, Bobby Hawk, uh, Bobby Hawk, H-A-W-K-E. And, uh, here at least for the next week or two, uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, anyway, uh, I, I can't believe we got one two hour episode left and then that may be the end, you know? Who knows? I, oh my God. I, I mean, like we, okay. To be honest with you, to be honest with you really, Bobby, but, um, if this show were to end, let's just say like, it'll be. It'll be a great ride. You know, we've, we've had six years with them. A lot of shows don't get that. You no, know? that's very true. That's very true. Um, I don't know. Like I said before, there's not a lot of whole, there's not a lot of shows that survive a retooling six or seven years into the show. But mm-hmm. I do feel like this is a format that could, um, it, you know, it could, it could, survive a retooling i'll put it that way you know there 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 are definitely different stories that could be told within this format so mm-hmm. i'm definitely going to give them a chance either way and yeah. i hope you guys do too but either way uh let me just get this theme song up i thought i had it up and it wasn't here we go let's try this again tony all right either way <laughs> <laughs> We will definitely see you at least one more week here discussing the finale, what's going on with the Dark Curse, what's going on with Rumpel and Black Fairy, with everything here on Greetings from Story Brook. <laughs>